guys, it's John Nelson, and you're listening to the Starting Block Podcast. Guys, this is a show for complete athletic development. Our objective here is to give you the tools to win, whether you're the athlete, the parent, or the coach. If you're new to the show, welcome. Appreciate you joining us. Let's give you a little breakdown of how we operate. We are unique in the podcast field. We have multiple shows within the show, actually. The first episode that you're, you'll hear from us is a bi-weekly Q&A. That's where myself and my co-host, Chris Scarborough. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, guys. That is where Chris and I will take the questions you guys submit to us, anything about training, rehab, nutrition, performance, um, any of the voodoo neuro stuff that we do, any of it, we'll tackle it there. Chris, where can they submit those questions to? Info at startingblockpodcast.com. Yeah, and appreciate if you guys are able to email those to us. We don't mind the DMs. That's fine. It's just, it helps keep things organized. Just so uh, you know, we don't forget, remember, this is not a full-time job for us. As much as I'd like for it to be, we actually have other jobs. So if you could just email them to us, it'd be great. The second episode you'll hear from us is another bi-weekly episode. That is our guest interview. That is just like every other podcast on the planet. That's where we're going to bring in a guest, our colleagues, our friends from across the country, across the globe. They're going to share their stories of success, what they do with their clients, their patients, and their gyms, their practices. And ultimately, like I always say, it's bridging the gap here. It's helping you guys network with somebody in the field that shares the same core values and mission that we do. And so they are ultimately a resource for you. And that's, uh, that's awesome. And today is going to be a guest interview as well. And we'll bring our guest on here in just a second. The final episode you'll hear is that Friday fire or fact. It's going to be about a quarterly episode of 15 minutes, 20 minutes of me just brain dumping on you. Something related to our fields, maybe not directly performance or rehab nutrition related but hey something going on there has been some chatter about me putting out an episode about ai's impact and what's going to happen in my opinions on it if you follow me on social farmer john elp you know i'm pretty outspoken about uh politics and all that stuff so uh if you can find my account because i'm always shadow banned at this point but anyways if you can find me there's been a lot of chatter about that so (laughs) yeah maybe we'll uh maybe we'll bring that out all right and remember, guys, we also have a fee. We ask that you pay your dues, guys. Just uh, We do this without running ads or anything like that. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, money. It's in free. Share the show if you got value out of it, if you like the guest, if you like the information, if, you know, anything. I don't really care. Just if you enjoyed it, just leave us a review, share it. That's all we ask. We appreciate it. Help us grow this. All right. So that's all the housekeeping stuff, I think. So let's get to it because today is going to be a great episode. I know um, I have been looking forward to to bringing this guy on and and I'm going to make you wait a second because I want to make sure that I give you the introduction that you deserve. All right. Now, guys, before I say anything else, understand that this particular gentleman, the his website is kickitinthenuts.com. Okay. Now, if that doesn't sell you on him already, then I don't know what's going to. There are a handful of people in the industries of health and fitness that truly, truly changed the trajectory of my career and you've known some of them, you've met him, you know, Dr. J, Dan, Jay Shore, a couple of guys. Well, Mr. TC Hale here is one of those individuals who completely changed the trajectory of myself and Mandy's career here at ELP. And uh, we are pleased and proud to welcome you to the show. So what's up, bro? How are Woo-hoo! you? Wow. What, welcome what an introduction. I, I, I can't wait to hear what I have to say. <laughs> this is, this must, this is going to be awesome. I, I'm excited to. I better say something good. I, I'm excited to get into some DIY cabinetry. I can't wait to talk about all that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. I think, uh, Chris, you were the one that turned us on to TC, right? I believe it yep. was you. It was either well, you or Mandy that found me first. Was it you, Chris? I think it was me because, uh, yeah, I actually did your beta test program with uh, Health the Health Pro. And then uh, – uh, also with the marketing course, you know, I did all that, uh, the, all the beta testing stuff. And mm-hmm. of course, M- Mandy has then has since done it and taken it to a new level. Um, yeah, she's but, something. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that was a uh, very impressive stuff. I mean, it's, it's great information. I mean, it's amazing what you can do with, you know, a couple of uh, pH strips and blood pressure cuff, you know. Uh, right. But, amazing. you know, Mandy, Mandy did a, such a great job that John, I, I just feel bad. You, How do you not walk around the house just feeling dumb when you're just hanging out with her all the time. You got to just feel stupid all the time. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, That's my cool. IQ is already fairly low. So right, but you put it next to that, and then what do you do? Right, well. Yep, that's uh, that's why she's the boss. Right. That's why we don't want Mandy on the show very often yeah. because uh, you know she don't want to hang out. It's like we we just make her dumber. So right. uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like we came across. Uh, I think yeah, Chris, you introduced us to to TC, and we got his information, his books, read them, and Mandy kind of took all the coursework. And for those of you guys that don't know, I mean, TC's going to share his story, obviously, but essentially, you know, he's about building like natural guides to understand how your body works and how you can naturally help your body work the right way. And you have a incredible way of explaining things and breaking them down. So for people that like myself who have a low IQ can understand. <laughs> and I think that's why I related to your stuff so much, <laughs> but, but uh, man, just t- how, how did you get started? Like what's your backstory and how did you go from the career you were in to where you are now? Well, yeah, it's like, you know, like most natural health experts, I started off by touring professionally as a stand-up comic. And while I was doing that, I lost my voice and it didn't come back for eight years. And so I was very motivated to get my voice back because the only other option is to be a mime and nobody (laughs) nobody wants to be a mime. So I went to like 23 different doctors and each doctor was making me worse. And I I finally decided to tell them all to piss off and I was going to figure this out myself. And so that's what I did. I just started going to every nutrition webinar or seminar that I could find. I started traveling the country, going to ones that I, they were not local. And it took me eight years, but I finally got my voice back. But then along the way, I was, I figured out all these other things about how the body works. And I kept, finding answers to problems that my friends were dealing with and I would help them. I'm like, Oh, let's look at your chemistry. You haven't been sleeping. Let's look at this and we'll figure it out. And I would help them fix these problems they've been dealing with for years or decades. And then this guy called me and he's like, Hey, you helped John fix his insomnia. I'll pay you $500 if you can help me fix my insomnia. And I was like, Oh, it's a business. I I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a business. And that's just kind of how I started. And I was in L.A. at the time and I was working as a personal trainer, even with, when I had lost my voice, because when I couldn't tour, I had done some personal training before. So I just started doing that. And I was this trainer that couldn't talk. It was it was hilarious, really, because people so would come in. Counting to 10 because I wouldn't. I would just really. point. I would point <laughs> and I would make signals and hand signals. And people were like, why, why do you have so many clients? And I'd be like, I don't know. I guess because they know I'm not going to yell at them. I don't know. They just <laughs> they keep showing up. And uh, I was working with celebrities, and it, was, it, it went really well. But while I was doing that, I learned about the human body, and I started getting these unbelievable results with my clients in the gym. And all the other trainers was like, what is this guy even doing? Because I had clients that were losing like 230 pounds in a year, just because we were correcting the malfunctions and correcting the actual underlying causes of the problems. And it's just, it's like cheating. You guys know that the results that you get when you work with somebody's bioindividuality, instead of just trying to do, you know, what all the cool kids are doing. If you work with that person's body chemistry, you can make some crazy stuff happen. So that's what I was doing. And then it started going so well that people come, wanting to know how I was doing it. So I was like, oh, well, I'll write some books. And the, the first book I wrote was actually called Kick Menstrual Cramps in the Nuts because I helped this girl who she was having these debilitating cramps where she couldn't get out of bed. She can just lie there in the fetal position with the lights off. There yeah, we there go. go. <laughs> John has, John has yes, it on we hand. Keep that, we keep that here at ELP. Yep. That's good stuff. Yeah. And, and I helped her fix that where she could be a human. And then all of a sudden, like all these girls started showing up at my apartment, like, Hey, you're the cramps guy, you know? And, and so I was like, ah, well, I'll write a book about that. So once the book started coming out, I just started cranking that out. And then I, I partnered with a school in Chicago that teaches bioindividuality and body chemistry. And it's just kind of taken off from there. So now we teach health professionals and, um, and I have another channel on YouTube that's just for consumers where I just teach people, hey, remember that thing that sucked for the last 30 years? Well, here's how some people have fixed that, and you can fix it too. 
So, <clears throat> obviously, guys, you, you see where we're going with this and what TC does is aligning your body chemistry. And I always say getting the body back in a position where it's working for you and not against you. But most of our audience here is going to be the athletes, college, high school kids. They're going to be the coaches, upcoming strength coaches, or they're their parents. So how do – when they find this episode and they get to this point – why is gut health and digestion so important for athletes and for parents and coaches to understand? Well, it, it's a little bit tricky because you're not going to have a lot of people talking about it because they'll run most of the information out there is what you call scientific literature. And it's basically run on all these studies that are handled across the country and across the world. And the problem with the studies is that we don't really know who they're looking at. In those studies, we don't know how their bodies are operating. And so we find this study that says that, oh, we have found that peanut butter sandwiches heal migraine headaches because 51% of the people in this study saw improvement to their migraine headaches by eating a peanut butter sandwich. The study doesn't really kind of break down, or the headline at least doesn't show you that 49% of the people died. You know, it doesn't matter. It was the majority had their migraine headache improved. So now peanut butter sandwich is the cure-all for anybody who has a migraine headache. So now these people in that 49 percentile, they're like, oh, wow, they found a cure for migraine headaches. I'm going to go and get me some Jif and spread it on some bread and eat it up real nice. And when they get worse, they come to the conclusion that, wow, that fixed everybody except me. I must just be broken. And since I'm broken, I'll go ahead and give up and just assume that these are just the cards that I was dealt and this is the life that I'm going to live. So, yeah, it kind of sounds like but, our society right now. Right. <clears throat> yeah. What was that, Chris? But, but there's actually like, there's, there's, I know there's five base um, evaluation uh, methods, I guess you'd say. It all starts with an electrolyte balance. Which right. this can impact digestion, or digestion can impact it. Anabolic, catabolic balance. Which mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of those things that we probably need to discuss what those are. Yeah. But but like these are all. So it's yes, digestion has a huge impact on all of these things. And by the way, I mean, there's only three supplements I that I ever recommend. Two of them are <laughs> digestive supplements. By the way, that you that that come from. Uh, the company that you work with mm-hmm. and that's uh, uh but but that's beside the point beat flow is it, a godsend it is it really amazing is a magical it is a, thing, yeah. is a yes. magical supplement absolutely that's one of them by the way but but the other thing is like there's there's five areas of evaluation in someone's health what are right. those and so let, let's start at the beginning the, like starting with the most critical okay and and what's great about these is that you can teach clients how to run tests at home with tools that they pick up at like a pharmacy or a health food store and they can get an idea. You know, none of these things are diagnostic, but when you can get an idea of how your body is operating, then all of a sudden when your friend does this diet and it either makes them lose weight or it gives them this brain clarity or uh, accelerated uh, athletic performance, and they do the diet and it makes them worse, they get really confused. But when you understand that everybody's body operates differently, then it makes sense that different foods would optimize performance or health from one person to another. They would be different for each person. They're, the main thing that I put out in all my books is to understand that there is no diet that is right for every person. And it's never going to exist. It's never going to happen. And you know, the keto police and the carnivore police, they get real upset with me when I explain that, yeah, these are great diets for some people, but they're not right for everybody. And when you look at digestion, this is the biggest piece of information that's really missing for most people is because let's look at a person that has any digestive symptoms at all. And I mean, burping or bloating or constipation, or diarrhea, or acid reflux, or nausea, or indigestion, or maybe food just kind of feels like it sits there like a rock in your stomach for six hours, or even like acne and skin issues. All of these are signs that a person is not breaking down their food correctly. So 
when we eat food, we're supposed to make this stomach acid, this HCL stuff. It helps us break that food down so that we can get the nutrients out of that food. And the best part is that I tell people, you're like, you know, did you know that that's why we eat food? We eat food to get the nutrients out of that food. That's why we're doing that. It's not because it's delicious. It's because we're supposed to use that stuff. And so you take a person that is eating, all they eat is out of a vending machine and they're having all these health problems and you sit them down. You're like, well, you know, have you thought about eating any real food? And they're like, oh, I didn't know that even mattered. So that's one level that you have to help somebody understand. But that makes sense to us. But if you take somebody that's eating everything as organic and grass fed and bathed by Egyptian princes and all this stuff, but they're still having all these health problems. Well, if a person isn't making enough stomach acid, which is really common, then they're not acidifying that food so that it can be broken down and they can access the nutrients in that food. So if a person can't access the nutrients in all that high quality food that they're eating, then is it really benefiting them? Because when you can't break the food down, instead of the food turning into all these resources for the body, it turns into a burden that the body now has to deal with. And the body's like, well, this, you know, because the body can't do anything with a peanut butter sandwich. It has to be broken down into vitamins and minerals and amino acids and dietary fats and all these things that the body can use. So if a person's digestion is not working correctly, all of a sudden that food becomes useless to them and they might break down a very small portion of it by like rotting and fermenting that food, but they're not really getting all the benefits out of it. So that kind of, you know, kind of goes along with what John said earlier that about beet flow, which, by the way, like I said, we'll kind of bring up what that does here in a bit. But, but also, the other I mentioned, there's two supplements of yours that, that I really like. The other one being HCL, which is just let's face it, is all that is 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 uh, breaks down the, the what you're eating. <laughs> that's yeah, really what yeah. it's doing. In your and that and that's a big one. I, I'm glad oh, you brought just, the HCL up, Chris. I wanted to ask him about that because he made a, made the comment and saying. You know, one of the very common things we see with clients is poor stomach acid production. And I know for myself that that was something that when I started your course and your program, TC, and Mandy got me on it, that was big for me. And I mean, I still use HCL to this day. But why is it that, in your experience, why is it that in our society we have so many people that are struggling with stomach acid production? Because that's a huge part of the system. Right. Well, the problem is that advertising works. I don't know if you noticed that. If you ever watched a television program and all of a sudden you're like, man, that looks, I'm going to buy a cheese straightener. I don't, I'm like, what would a cheese straightener even do? I don't, I don't think that's a thing, but I just saw this commercial and made me want a cheese straightener. Buy it now for $19.99. We'll send you a second one for free. Right. You get the second. I'm going to have two cheese straighteners. My cheese is going to be so straight. So advertising works well because people know how to do it. And so the acid reflux industry is a multi-billion dollar industry in this planet that we live in. And so let's just look at the fact that, you know, millions of people take medications that turn off their stomach acid, but that doesn't even need to be happening. A lot of people don't have stomach acid and they're not taking any medications because the body needs to be working correctly to be able to produce that hydrochloric acid. They need these vitamins and minerals are needed to be able to produce that hydrochloric acid. A lot of people run in horror from salt because the doctor told their uncle Bill that salt was going to kill him. So they're like, oh, I'm not going to have any salt. And that chloride ion in the salt is needed to make hydrochloric acid. You can't do that without that. And a lot of people also, I don't know if you noticed, but this world that we live in is a little more stressful than other ones you know, I grew up in the 80s where you just, if you're wearing parachute pants, everything was pretty golden. <laughs> yeah, there was a phase. amount of stress, yeah. Right, yeah. But in the 80s, there was a phase where you needed to have a mullet or you were going to get ridiculed. But beyond that, if you had parachute pants, you were golden. But now we're stressed. And when we're stressed, we push the body into what's called this sympathetic fight or flight state. And a lot of people can get stuck there. But... The other side of the autonomic nervous system, which is called the parasympathetic state, is where we rest and digest. And we need the body to be able to move into that state 
to be able to activate all of these digestive functions. And the reason that is, is because the body's trying to optimize for each situation. That stress response is there to help us survive. If you're being chased by a lion, this stress response changes how the body functions. It changes how your body uses and creates glucose because you're trying to run away from a lion. That It's going to maximize how you do that for two to four minutes because in two to four minutes, either you or the lion has won. And so that's about as long as the body needs to be in that state. But there's no scenario in life where you need to run from a lion and digest a cheeseburger at the same time. You're not going to do those things at the same time. So the body would never optimize for both things. So the problem is that we're stressed now. And a lot of people are stressed 24-7 and they can't get out of that sympathetic state and move into the state that the body needs to be in for those digestive functions to operate correctly. So they can't really break down that food. So that means that they're not getting all the minerals out of that food. So now the body doesn't have the minerals and resources it needs to make hydrochloric acid. So they get stuck in this broken cycle for years of de- or decades to where what happened first? Could they not access the nutrients in the food or did they not have enough nutrients to make enough HCL to access the nutrients in the food? Who knows? But they're broken. And now they're paying for it with all the symptoms and things that go on when, you know, think about all the things you hear about that can come about from a nutrient deficiency. We know that makes sense. Oh, wow, that person doesn't have any magnesium. No wonder his lips sag down to his knees. That makes sense. He needs nutrients (laughs) for everything to work correctly. But when someone has all these digestive malfunctions, then it's, oh, well, it's probably because your mom couldn't poop. So, yeah, you should probably be mad at your mom. She couldn't poop for weeks at a time. So, of course, you're not going to be able to poop either. But they just don't understand that there's malfunctions that are keeping people from accessing the nutrients that they need for the body to operate at this optimal level. And at the same time, we're like, okay, bodies don't really work well anymore. So let's go ahead and just try to break all these records of the performance that has happened for the entire history. So we're going to perform better than we ever have, even though most people's bodies are not operating the way that they should. Yeah, and I think that's a huge player in why we have seen this increase in injuries, non-contact and or contact related across the across the spectrum in all sports because our athletes, ourselves included, we are overstimulated, we're malnourished, then like you said, we're trying to accomplish new feats of human strength when we don't even have the basics that, <laughs> that we should have. And it starts with digestion. You can eat everything that you, you can eat as much as you want. But like you said, and I, I stole this from you, I use it all the time. If you're not assimilating it or breaking it down, it doesn't matter. Like you've got to be able to break this down. But if you're eating a Chick-fil-A char-grilled chicken sandwich, which has 62 different ingredients in it, and you think that's healthy, <laughs> that's not good. We're not off to a good start. It's the, it's the char-grilled one. I didn't get the fried one. It should be healthy, right, TC? It's it's char-grilled, man. Okay, and don't let me forget to come back to this injury thing, but I want to hit Chris's thing before we get past the digestion. Yep. And that's that most people don't know that when you acidify the food in the stomach, okay, so people understand that when that acidic product leaves the stomach, those acids need to be neutralized. And if they're not neutralized, they keep screaming through the system and then the body rushes it through the system because those acids are made to break down protein. Well, guess what your intestinal tract is made of? Yeah, it's it's protein. So if it just goes through there still in that acidic state, it's going to digest a hole in your intestinal tract and you're going to leak cheeseburgers all over your gut. So the body brings all the water it can to cool that down and then it rushes it out the back door and it lifts the person off the toilet like a rocket. So... The way that the body keeps that from happening is that once that acidic food goes into the duodenum, then the gallbladder squirts this alkaline bile stuff down to help neutralize those acids. And all of that signals some bicarbs from the pancreas and digestive enzymes and all these things to help neutralize and digest those foods better. But the problem is that a lot of people's bile has become so thick and sticky that it doesn't flow correctly. So it doesn't come down to help neutralize those acids. And bile is also what helps us emulsify or break down our dietary fats, which we need to be able to break down 
to access fat-soluble vitamins like A, E, D, and K. And so people are always worried about, oh, man, I'm not getting enough vitamin D. Well, can you even digest fats? Is your stool really light? Is it lighter than the color of cardboard? Do you have a loose stool all the time or sometimes? Do you have acne or skin issues? All these things are signs that bile is not flowing correctly. And then you're not really breaking down the food because it's the acidic product leaving the stomach, meeting with this alkaline bile, and those opposite pHs colliding creates like this sizzle that helps us bust the food apart and get all the nutrients out of that food. So if either side of digestion is not working correctly, the person's a little bit screwed and they're not going to get all the nutrients that they think they're getting and all the effort that they're putting into eating right and all the money that goes along into doing that. It's There's Mandy. Hello. Hey, Mandy. So good to see you. We'll have to let Mandy hear the beginning of the show so she can hear how much we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, she wanted to say hi real quick. I lost my train of thought. Where were we? We were talking about bile. We were talking about when you're doing kitchen cabinets, you really have to about, sand them before you install. Like somewhere between bile and poop, I got lost. Um, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> but, okay, so so the bile production, that's another big one that we talk about. And you make a reference about, um, you know, gallbladder removal and how that really can create a lot of issues, particularly in the bile side of stuff. Will you kind of talk about that for a second? Yeah, and this is a confusion for a lot of people. And, and you got to think about what's the gallbladder's job. It's, it's to hold that bile that the liver makes. The, the gallbladder stores it there until it's called on. And it also concentrates that bile so that a small amount of bile can be more effective and help us digest our food better. So the problem is if that gallbladder is not getting called on, like say somebody maybe isn't making enough stomach acid and there's no, the product is not acidified enough to trigger that gallbladder to do its job, then the, the bile won't come down. There's a lot of things like high estrogen levels can also thicken up the bile. Eating a lot of grains can thicken up the bile. Something we call a catabolic imbalance can thicken up the bile. And if something is thickening up the bile so it doesn't really flow correctly, then it doesn't leave the gallbladder like it should. And then the gallbladder continues to do its job anyway. It's like, hey, my job is to concentrate the bile. I'm going to keep concentrating this. And it continues to concentrate it until it concentrates it into sludge or even stones. And then somebody has a gallbladder attack and they're like, wow, that's the worst pain that any human has ever had. And then they yank out their gallbladder and they throw it in the trash and then digestion is never the same again. So there's a lot of problems that can come from this. And the confusion is that some people will lose their gallbladder and do okay because the bile is still flowing down from the liver into that biliary pathway into the intestinal tract and helping them, you know, neutralize some acids and digest their fats a little bit better. But that doesn't happen with everybody. And people that have lost their gallbladder, we see a, a lot of symptoms come up with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we've been talking about that for 10 years and I still just cannot wrap my brain around where in medicine was it all of a sudden determined that, a God-given organ like the gallbladder is no longer needed. Yeah, it probably doesn't do anything. We'll just yank it out. Sorry about your life. <laughs> and the thing is, is that after that surgery, the person feels amazing. Because remember that they were being stabbed in the side, you know, nonstop for weeks maybe. And it's nobody likes to be stabbed nonstop for weeks. I don't know if you've asked people, but they don't like it. So when you take that out, life is glorious and everything is great. And then you feel better. And then for a lot of people, those chronic diarrhea issues and the malnutrition and the deficiencies don't show up for months or years. So they never even correlate it to what happened to them ever. Some of them don't ever figure it out until they put a comment in my video like, oh, that's what happened to me. Yeah, it's, you know, the the one thing about digestion is, that, you know, I, I mentioned the five areas of evaluation, which we've, we've kind of skimmed over the top of all of those. Like, you know, we're talking about electrolytes, you know, the salt or, or the electrolyte balance. You know, we, you mentioned briefly the anabolic catabolic uh, balance and, and, and uh, parasympathetic sympathetic. I mean, those are all areas that we that you could evaluate. But honestly, TC, I'm, I'm not sure that I've ever done anything with anyone that just improving the digestion into things didn't improve their number, like didn't improve all those areas. I mean, is that commonly what you see? Like if you just get the digestion right, most of the other, these areas that are 
off, if you will, that those all seem to improve as well? Yeah, it's really common and it's not always the case. And the reality is that not everybody needs to fix digestion. A lot of people have their digestion working correctly, but coincidentally, they also don't have any health issues. So we never hear from them. So, you know, the people that you see when they come in and they have, oh, I got this and I got this and I got this. And I'm like, well, this guy's not making any HCL. That guy's bowel's not flowing. He's He hasn't pooped since March. You know, I know what's going on when I'm just listening to the symptoms that they're having. But it is really common. And like I, I had this guy come into my office, young kid. He was 420 pounds. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to test this kid. And I'm going to this, – this test is going to be unbelievable. I'm going to have to show him all the things that are wrong. It was the best test I had ever seen in my life. I have never seen everything so lined up perfectly except he had digestive symptoms. And we fixed his digestive symptoms and so that he could access nutrients in the food so that his body was not screaming for carbs. Because most people that are having carb cravings are having those cravings because they can't break down proteins and fats correctly. So carbs are really the only fuel source that allows them to function as a human. So we're like, ah, no, you got to go on a low carb. You got to go carnivore, lose all your carbs. And you just took away their only fuel source. And here, let me give you a bunch of meat that you can't break down. So it sits there in your stomach for about a week and a half. But just don't worry. It's carnivore. All the cool kids are doing it. Just do it anyways. <laughs> and then you just took away their only fuel source. And then the next, you know, two weeks later, they're, they're not a human. They can't function. They can't sleep. They're yelling at the mailman because they don't like the shorts that he's wearing. And then snap. And it's just, it's a really mess. So the digestion is the biggest piece of the puzzle in a lot of cases. You know, there's other things that can go wrong, but a lot of times when you can help the body get the nutrients it needs to run all of its operations, to have enough electrolytes for signals to travel from the brain to the body and from the body back to the brain, to give the body the nutrients it needs to rebuild itself, you know, all these things that can happen when you get nutrients the body can fix a lot of stuff on its own. It doesn't need you to be in the cool kids support group to fix stuff. If you give the body the tools that it needs to do it on its own. Nice. Yeah. So, so what happened to this kid, this uh, 420 pounder? They lose. He, the, the... he lost 235 pounds in 12 Ooh. months. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was, I was waiting for the, uh, yeah. For the finale of that, that story. So speak on the the diet side of things a little bit more. You clearly love the carnivore diet. That's pretty obvious. (laughs) So I I make fun of it a lot, but I'll tell people that I eat carnivore a lot. Not all the time, but I do cycle it in sometimes. I eat keto a lot. I cycle it in, but I don't do those things all the time because even when those things are set up where a person can do them, and their body chemistry is set up where they can succeed and they're digesting food well enough to do those. Over time, those diets have the ability to create imbalances for some people. And that doesn't mean they're going to create problems for everybody. And that's why you see people shouting, shouting from the mountaintops, hey, you got to do this. I did this and look at all the things I fixed. So you should do it too. And when the person that can't digest meat goes on a carnivore diet, well, they're they're not going to like you. They're not going to be appreciative that you told <laughs> right. them to do that because it's not it's not going to go well. Um, so when we're looking at a diet, there's a lot of diets out there. And the reality is that those diets are out there and they're popular because they have worked for somebody. They have changed the life of somebody. They have, they've corrected something that was incurable for somebody. And one reason that all these diets have done this is because most diets make a person conscious of what they're shoving in their gullet. You know, just I used to take on clients. If I had an obese client, I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to work with you unless you'll, you food journal. I want you to food journal or I'm not going to take you on as a client. And they would start to food journal and be like, wow, I never even noticed that I had 14 Zagnut bars in a day. I didn't realize how many Pop-Tarts cases I was going through in a week and a half. So when you do any diet, there are restrictions. There's You got to eat these foods and don't eat these foods. And so to do that, you have to pay attention to what you're eating. And just paying attention sometimes can be half the battle. Mm -hmm. So So, for coaches and, and parents out there, 
trying to, you know, assist their athletes or kids in losing weight, gaining weight, whatever the goal may be. It could even just be getting healthy. Like, what are some steps that they can take to get them going in that process? Obviously, coming through your courses and getting tested, things like that. But just in general, if there's not a specific diet that works for everybody, which there isn't, where do parents and coaches go? Because inevitably, as coaches, we end up being the nutritionists too half the time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And what would be awesome is if there was an answer to that. It would be awesome. I would <laughs> yeah, love it right. because it would. Yeah. I would type so much less. I would just yeah. give. Them, I would just say it's uh, seventy five. Brought you on the show, TC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the reality is, is that every person needs to look at their body chemistry and have an idea of how things are going to at least have a clue before, because if you don't have a clue of where you're starting, you're throwing darts at the balloon board, trying to win a stuffed animal. And it's, you don't know what you're going to get. You could get the really cute. It's, it's so fluffy stuffed animal or you could get that little, you have to stick one finger in one end and another finger in the other end, and then you can't get it out thing. You know, you don't know what prize you're going to get. And you, so if you know what you're doing, then you have a much better chance of hitting the target that you're trying to hit. So what I like people to understand is that it's not hard to look at your body chemistry. You can look at your blood pressure by picking up a blood pressure cuff for 40 bucks out of any pharmacy. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them anywhere. You can get pH testing strips uh, at a health food store for $15 and you can start looking at what your chemistry is telling you. And anytime I bring up pH testing strips, I like to make sure that people understand that I'm not saying that you need to go and alkalize your body like a lot of idiots out there will say. I drink Um, alkaline water. All right. Yeah, good. So that's a good way to get punched (laughs) in the face by me. But, you know, and that's a mistake that I made. And you guys know all about my mistakes with that. But the reason that's popular is because it can help some people. Some people's blood is leaning too far on that acidic side. And when you can balance it out, it creates a lot of benefits. But when we look at pHs, we're looking at the pH of urine and saliva. And that's giving us an idea of what's going on at the cellular level with the body's natural circadian rhythm. And at this catabolic state that happens during the day, that's where we're supposed to be able to create energy really well and keep the body going all day. And the body also breaks down tissue in that state so that we can get rid of metabolic waste. And then at night, we should move into the anabolic state, which is our rest and rebuild state, where the body can rebuild itself. And the problem is that a lot of people will get stuck in one of these states and they won't move back and forth between day to night like they should. And either imbalance in either direction can create a world of trouble. And we talk about these athletes that get these injuries all the time. And one thing to think about is, well, does their body get the nutrients that it needs to rebuild itself? Are you breaking down your protein into the amino acid building blocks that your body uses to rebuild itself? Your body can't take chicken and make a bicep out of that. I know you want it to when you're eating all this chicken, but it doesn't work that way. Your body has to break that down into amino acid building blocks and all the nutrients and cofactors that go with that to rebuild. So is this athlete with the frequent injuries getting the body, is their body getting the nutrients it needs to rebuild? Because if it's not, those tissues are going to be weaker and easier to damage. And the other question is, are they stuck in this catabolic state all the time where the body can't move into the state where they can rebuild and repair? And if they are, one possibility is that they could be really fast. Because it just seems, and I don't have any kind of study or any kind of thing. Nobody's ever really looked at this that I know of. But it seems like the people that are really fast can be really fast because they're so catabolic that the body's so good at creating energy that they can use right in that moment, in that time. But then you see them get injured so much because they don't have the ability to move into enough of an anabolic state for the body to rebuild and repair itself. So those tissues are a lot easier to injure john you Wait, look like I, you just freaked yeah, out about just, something yeah did i just uh remember my iq is a little low we've discussed that already so give me a second is mandy <laughs> can you come help john with this for just this yeah tc's yelling for you over there mandy um all right did you just say 
that you believe that speed, as in like how fast somebody can actually move in space, is related to their catabolic or anabolic state? Did I no. hear that correctly? No, uh, but but I kind of do. You know, I, I'm not going to say that, but I kind of feel that way. And with the clients that I had, and with you know athletes that I've heard about, you know, you just just watching like the NFL, you can just see all these. Oh, this guy's always getting. Uh, uh, all these injuries and he's the fastest guy in the league. And then he also has migraine headaches and he has insomnia and all these things that we see happen when someone's dealing with a catabolic imbalance. And I don't like, I don't call up the Vikings and be like, Hey, it's DC Hale. Why don't you tell your guy to do that? You know, I don't do that. Maybe I should, but you know, it just makes me wonder, is that really what's going on? And it, and when you look at physiology, it just makes a little bit of sense. But I don't want everybody to think, oh, I want to be more catabolic so that I can be faster <laughs> because you, you're going to age. <laughs> you're, program. Yeah, you're aging really <laughs> fast when, you, when you're stuck in that catabolic state. You want to move back and forth like the body's supposed to. It's, that's, that's really interesting. I really like that, that theory. I mean, that, it does make sense. There, it does make logical sense. That would be something really cool to kind of work on with yeah. you is, is do some testing and, and – you know, conduct a couple of studies on some people. Well, that's why I'm here. I'm just here to see if you guys will do that for me with your clients <laughs> and just check out and see, does that start to correlate? Yeah, sure, theory, I'll, do, I'll do the work but, for you. But in theory, <laughs> you would think, well, you know, if somebody's in the middle of a football game, if they should be catabolic anyway in the process really of that game. They really you know, should. And then, but, and then but there's variations to that state, you know, like somebody, somebody might be able to move into the anabolic state at night a little bit, but they just won't rebuild the way that somebody, you know, you see a lot of people that like, especially with girls, they'll see these thighs that are like, oh, I wish my thighs weren't so big. And they, they muscle up those thighs a lot because they're so stuck in that anabolic state. They're rebuilding all the time. It's kind of like, you know, when people use anabolic steroids, they're doing that to shove the body as far as it can into that anabolic state so that they can rebuild and repair all the time. And they're just trying to magnify the ability to, uh, build muscle. And of course it creates a lot of problems. We know about that. And when somebody doesn't do it the right way, but so if somebody can only move into that state a little bit, they may be great on Sunday and that may be an excellent performance because they're, they're it's even easier to get into them to a deeper of a catabolic state, but they may not be able to repair correctly. And then all of a sudden they're out for six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. I really, we're going to, have to talk about that off air a little bit, um, but all right. You, you touched on circadian rhythm a little, and I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Dr. Jack Cruz or Carrie Bennett. Both of them have been on the show before. They talk a lot about circadian rhythm. They talk a lot about light. Can you mm-hmm, dig right. in just to the circadian rhythm side of stuff and helping switch and that anabolic catabolic switch. And I have heard Dr. Cruz talk about this a little bit. I like him. Uh, he, he has a lot of good stuff to say. Um, and he talks a lot about the, you know, the light, you know, because we should sleep when it's dark, you know, and we don't really do that. And we shove our face into this cell phone until the 11 seconds before we go to bed and wonder why we can't sleep. And, you know, there's all these signals and things that happen that are signaled by light and such. And, so some people view that as that's the problem. And the reason they view it that way is because it really can be, it really can be for a lot of people. They're just, they're not being, they're not signaling their body correctly. And when we're looking at how the body works in nature, we don't do that anymore. We don't work according to nature anymore because we need to get on TikTok or something. I don't know. But now, but what we need to look at is that there are also physiological components and nutritional components that can affect those rhythms as well. Like saturated fats have the ability to push that cell into a more anabolic, less permeable state where fatty acids have the ability to push the body into more of a catabolic state. So if a person was eating, you know, a whole bunch of fatty acids because they read, Oh wow, I'm going to die if I don't have 7,000 pounds of fatty acids every day they could really create a catabolic imbalance for themselves just by pounding the body in a way that it's not meant to be pounded with one specific nutrient. So all of those things can be factors. And there's probably other ways that people are looking at circadian rhythm that we don't even know about. You know, maybe they're in some tribe talking about it and they don't even put it on Twitter. So how would we ever know? 
but there's other factors that we probably don't understand. Because one thing I know for sure is that nobody knows how the human body really works. Every time we think we understand what's going on, we bust something open and then all this other stuff comes out. And we're like, wow, we didn't even know that was in there. What the? And, you know, we're just we're learning and we're just doing the best we can with what we know. But this circadian rhythm problem is one of the biggest things. So we, we rank when we're looking at body chemistry, uh, we rank importance. And Chris was talking about electrolytes. That's usually the most important after major digestive malfunctions. But then the next thing is that circadian rhythm. And often if you can fix an electrolyte imbalance, it can help these other things improve on their own. But the anabolic catabolic thing, we see a lot of major health issues from people that get that see improvement when they correct this imbalance. And it's something that you can look at at home. You know, just looking right. at what's my urine and saliva pH? What's my pulse look like? Is it supposed to be that high? And what does that tell me? And when you can look at these simple numbers and understand the hints that they're trying to give you, then you say, okay, well, it looks like I'm too far on that anabolic side. And does that have anything to do with the fact that when I poop, I have to cuss and strain or, or nothing comes out and it takes me an hour and a half. So could that be the problem? So that they look like they're too anabolic and then they take steps to improve that. And then they're pooping like a champion. And now they understand, okay, that was the problem and taking those steps improved it. So you can learn to steer your own body chemistry if you're just willing to do the work and pay attention. You have to be a little bit conscious of what things are happening. And guys kind of suck at that. We don't really pay attention so good. Women are good at that, though. <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, so many things, like all, almost all of these, virtually all these tests are simple. I mean, like you said, blood pressure cuff, pH strips, it costs next to nothing. Glucometer, um, you pick up a glucometer and see, am I insulin resistant? Now, you know, it doesn't diagnose you as insulin resistant, but if your fasting blood sugar is 128, then hey, it's not, that's not going well. You know, you're trying all these other things, but it's not going to fix it until you can fix that. So, you know, what I would tell people, John, here's the answer is, you know, you can, I'll give you guys a link where any of your listeners can get my book for free and they can just download and get it for free. And that book will walk them through simple tests that they can do at home. And then we have little forms in there that you can download to put your test results in there that kind of give you a visual picture of, does anything look crazy? Like this, oh, wow, that's way out of whack. That looks like I'm not even a human. Maybe I should put some attention into that. And then they can figure out what dart should they be throwing at? You know what I'm saying? Get you, get yourself a target to at least shoot for. And then if you can fix that imbalance or that malfunction, then you see, does it, does it help that problem? And because every symptom out there can have three or five different possible underlying causes. And it's, it's about figuring out what the underlying cause is for you and that's how you create real improvement. And I think, too, along that same line is that things begin to start making sense. You start beginning to see understanding physiology a little bit deeper on your own. Like, for example, I mean, we, we had someone who tested who had protein in their urine, for example, using one of those 11 parameter. Well, yeah, those are great. Those are fun. So their, their specific gravity was also very high. Well, it makes sense. Proteins in their urine, other other materials are in their urine specific gravity is very high so that's one of those clear on the opposite end of what you're talking about anabolic this person's very catabolic and had every one of those you know catabolic numbers were very high you know and so it's like okay so this person has a different set of problems they saw problems so they have a different set of problems Right. And, so, and when somebody looks at their chemistry, it's not always going to be a slam dunk like that. They might not have things screaming and then they might have to look into other things. But when something screams, pay attention to the thing that's screaming. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Guys, that the fact that TC is offering you this book for free, I'm telling you, take my word on this. Use this to your advantage. You're, if you're a young coach listening to us, this is huge for you. We all, everything that, for those of you, Mandy's my wife. That's what we've been referencing. Mandy went through TC stuff, became a doctor in naturopathic medicine as well. But it all goes back to TC's work. And this will put you far ahead of the game. 
um, and separate yourself from a lot of people. So I would encourage you guys don't 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 miss out on that. Take advantage of it. Um, that's all. Yeah, because I made John pay double when he bought my book. Yeah, I made him pay double, so to, he's yeah, upset about it. But asshole. Yeah, we had yeah. To pay for everything. <laughs> that's how I, I roll. Pay for your damn course, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I want to wrap up with this uh, too. I always I told Mandy as a if I ever get the chance to connect with you and talk to you in person. I'm going to tell you, thank you because you cured my sinus issues and I can't tell you how important in my life that was. I've had four or five sinus surgeries. I don't even remember. Ah. And, uh, it's been horrible. Um, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you came around and within probably six months to a year, it went, it went from six, five, six sinus infections a year, almost down to maybe one. And yeah, you helped me out. And it all started with my gut and my, my digestion. So That's great. You know, that was part of my problem too. You know, when I lost my voice for eight years, that was part of it. It wasn't all of it. I had a lot of stuff going on, but that was part of it is I had this infection in my sinuses that was feeding down through my vocal cords and into my stomach and creating reflux issues because that bacteria was in the stomach where it, where it doesn't belong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm eternally grateful for your work there because that helped me out so much. Um, this has been awesome. This has been a lot of fun. I, I think you bring an incredibly unique perspective into the health and fitness and, uh, and athlete industries um, because your work dives into detail so much, but it's also, it resonates and it's so simple once you understand the, the whole picture. And uh, it, I just think it's great, man. I really hope a lot of these coaches connect with you and reach out. Um, you know what else your book, man. Yeah. You know what else I got? Cause I, I if there's a lot of coaches on, who listen to your show too. They can go to six forward slash book and they can get my health pro results book for free there because that that's going to be a lot better for a coach. There's a lot more information that for health professionals and stuff that's beneficial in that book. Um, but for consumers, the, the kick your fat in the nuts book uh, that you can get at kickitnaturally.com forward slash free is is, is much better because it, it doesn't go into all the health professional stuff. Okay. Yeah. And then you're also, you're on YouTube real heavily now. Just, is it under your name? Is it under kick it? Search it for kick. It's kick it naturally. Kick it naturally. YouTube censor you and let you say nuts. I, uh, yeah. Well, I had two, you know, a lot of my clients and followers are older ladies that can't poop. Cause I have that <laughs> constipation and they were like, do you have to say the kick it and the nuts part? So we switched to kick it naturally back when we had a podcast and we just didn't want trouble. Um, so that's my YouTube channel too, is kick it naturally, or you can search for TC Hale and you'll Fair find enough. All right. So YouTube, are you still active on Facebook or any other? Yeah. I, I kick it in the nuts on Facebook is this, is our sign there. And you can find me there and kick it in the nuts on Twitter too. Cool. Cool. Well, TC, this has been great, man. Thank you so much for everything you you've done, much. your yes. work. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us. Um, very grateful for everything you've done. So yeah, I was, I was fun to hang out with guys that uh, have been hanging out with me for a long time. So it was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate you, man. Um, guys, that's uh, going to wrap up the show. If you got value out of this, which you had to have gotten value out of it, share the show, spread the message. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Get, Talk the to you soon. Get the book too. I will yes. post that um, with the link and everything. And we put this out there. So, all right, share the show guys.